You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Let's dive into a brand new episode. Before we get started on this episode, here's a not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed here. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 25 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. Steve isn't nor does he offer any legal advice. For any legal advice, you must speak with a lawyer. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for author Steve Worsley. You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, you're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with myself, Steve Worsley. And once again, we have my wife, Cassandra. This is like, I don't know, we're going on record here. Five yeah. weeks in a row or yeah, so? Yeah, we're on a roll. Four, I don't know. Hopefully we get you for for longer. So it's uh it's good to have you back. I appreciate you. I'm sure our listeners appreciate it too. So thanks for being here. You're welcome. So today is episode 238. I figured since it's Christmas time or the holidays, I kind of tend to forget not everybody celebrates Christmas. What's the other celebrations people have? Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. There's many of them. Okay. So for all you listeners out there, I apologize. Uh, so whatever you celebrate. Uh, I hope you're having a good holiday season. But anyhow, uh, it's episode 238, and the subject today is is black mold, the gift that keeps on giving. And you always say that. I I was just going to ask you, how often do you hear me say that? A lot. And a lot of people say, well, why do you say that? If, If you're one of our listeners and you've had mitigation done on your home, you probably know why, don't you? Well, yeah. Because we, we call them change orders when we're doing mold mitigation. But I prepare all of my clients, especially when we're doing mitigation, that once we start tearing into things, we're probably going to find more and more problems. And so it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, because it can go on, on subfloors. It can go behind sheetrock. Yep. It can go in places that unless you start actually tearing into the the home you can't see and you're not able to detect. Yeah. And I, you know, it's a it's an interesting question for you because you... I mean, obviously, you're not there on site when we do mold mitigation, but you usually hear a lot about what goes on. And how often do you hear me say, yeah, we didn't do any change orders? Never. Yeah. (laughs) Never. I don't think, honestly, I don't think that we've ever done a mitigation project where 
We literally went in there, gave a bid to do X, Y, Z, and then that's all we did. I don't think that has ever happened. And, you know, our listeners are probably like, well, why, you know, how, how can you miscalculate or mis, um, misrepresent how much work you're doing? Well, when we go in to do a bid, we do more of a non-invasive inspection per se. So we're not, we can't remove the tub or we can't remove the flooring or we can't remove, we can, but we don't, we don't remove the vanity. So those are good examples in a bathroom. Like once you remove a vanity, you can look at it and go, oh yeah, you know, it's not just a flood cut on the wall we can see inside the bathroom. There has to be a flood cut on the wall adjacent to it, which, you know, could be a living room or a kitchen or whatever. Does that make sense? I think also people have to realize that there could be a moisture intrusion event that you think started in one place and actually the more that that your mold mitigation contractor digs into it you find it's bigger and it's actually originating from another place which then means there's more mold that that's actually a really good point so let's say you thought that a toilet was leaking for a little while and you discovered that so you call your homeowners insurance and they come out and say yeah you know we're going to cover that we say okay you know, the toilet's got to come off, which is fairly obvious. The flooring's got to come out and we're going to do a flood cut. Well, maybe we tear out that flooring and there's a, a leak from the sink or there's a leak from the tub. And so, like you said, you know, what we thought was the initial defect might not have been what the root of the problem really was, if that makes sense. Exactly. And speaking of insurance companies, that's where it gets very tricky. Uh, It's difficult. As you very well know, dealing with insurance companies is very difficult. We don't do what I call the restoration stuff. We don't do any mop-up or anything like that. So we don't deal with insurance companies as much as most of our competitors. But that's where it gets tricky with even the insurance company because Mm -hmm. we've dealt with it. You've seen our company deal with it. We get into that and they go, oh, that sink was leaking for years. We're not covering anything else. And so then that puts us in a predicament with our clients. And it brings us back to, that's why I say mold is the gift that keeps on giving. Because what do you do? What do you do if you're the homeowner and you don't have the money? What do we do as the contractors when we know there's got to be more work done? 100%. And that's why they say an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Exactly. Because lots of times people say, oh, it's just a little leak. We don't have to worry about it just yet. Oh, it's just a little bit of mold. But what you don't understand is that little leak over years then becomes the reason your insurance company says you were negligent. And so we're not going to pay for that. Yeah, that's funny because that's the call to action we're going to talk about a little bit later is is not ignoring something small. Because, you know, it's interesting and we, we see it all the time in our own household. Our listeners probably see it. You have, you know, a two or three year old that likes to splash in the tub and you go in there and you reprimand them and say, hey, you know, you can't keep splashing in the tub. You're going to cause problems. Well, and then there's 10 and they're not splashing in the tub, but maybe they're careless when they're showering and maybe they run a hot, hot shower and it's really, really humid in there. Maybe they don't pay attention to closing the 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 door to the shower all the time tightly uh, maybe the shower curtains not they don't pay attention to pulling it closed all the time and I guess my point is is what you initially look at and you think well that's just a minor problem could turn into something really major down the road and you don't realize it until 
you know, we've, we've talked about this. I think we talked about it last week on the health side of things. You don't realize it till you're sick. And then you look back and you're like, yeah, you know, I remember Johnny when he was 10, he was always careless when he showered and now he's 18 and moved out and look at all this, the problems that it's caused. A lot of times you don't realize it until it's a lot of mitigation and it's cost you a lot with your health. Exactly. So, you know, paying attention to minor defects, you know, that was the next subject. You know, my next question is, is how do you stop mold in its tracks? Well, address defects immediately. Early. And often. Yep. And you know this. Obviously, you do the podcast, so you you probably know more than most people do about mold, probably more than a lot of professionals do because you're pretty smart. But what is the one thing I always recommend? Well, humidity gauges and good uh, grading and drainage. Yep. The humidity gauge is probably the number one thing that our listeners can have for preventative measures, that it's not expensive. You can you can buy fancy ones. I think we talked about it. I don't know if it was on a podcast or we just talked about it during a normal conversation, but you can buy a humidity gauge that you control, not control, you can receive, and I'm having kind of a brain fart here of how you connect it to your phone. What's Bluetooth the, the Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Yep. Sorry, listeners. I'm not tech savvy, but you can look at it through your phone, just like that Luft. And if you want to spend that kind of money, that, those are things you can do. You can buy a sensor that you can put down in your crawl space because you don't want to go down in your crawl space. You put a sensor in there, have your teenager, your husband, whoever, because most people don't want to go in the crawl space. They just go put this little sensor down there that takes batteries and you Bluetooth it to your phone. And then I'm assuming you'd have to hook it to the internet, right? Yeah. Somehow. I don't, I'm not that tech savvy, but my point is, is you can monitor areas like a crawl space, like an attic. There's just no excuses why you can't be monitoring the humidity. Correct. But going back to, to my point it is so inexpensive to go buy a humidity gauge and put it on the wall. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a contractor to be able to no, do something No, you like don't. That. I think the other thing is, you, you know, it's like when your kids are feeding the dog under the table and you say, stop that. Well, stop overfeeding mold and yes. all the things that feed it. Stop creating extra water things around your house. Stop habits that, you know, create moisture intrusion events. Like anything you can do to stop feeding the mold. Exactly. Do that. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I pay attention. We have uh, our countertops or I don't know if they're granite or what type of marble. I don't know what they are. They're a non-porous surface. But every time I see water standing on it, I always think to myself, wow, I'm glad we have a non-porous countertop because back when I was a kid, I grew up in a house where our countertops were uh, probably just Formica Mm -hmm. over, you know, particle board. And once that would get wet, it just turned to crap. And, you know, it kind of leads into, you know, preventative measures. You know, I talk about it in one of my books, like the type of countertop that you have can be very important when it comes to mold prevention. But on the other hand, like you said, your daily habits can prevent it too. Correct. So it's not, I know it's easy for me to say, but our listeners have to look at it this way. Like it's not that difficult to take five more minutes when you're cleaning dishes to make sure that your countertops dried off. And, you know, I mean, but there, and you have to also monitor the habits of the people in your house. If you have teenagers that do sports and they come home from practice with their wet 
sweat-infested clothes and they just drop it on the floor of their bedroom and the floor of their bedroom is hardwood or what, you know what I mean? Like, those are things that even though they seem really innocent, if those wet, dirty clothes are there for a day or two and the humidity is high in that room, you've got a problem starting. Well, that's what I was going to say is is the type of flooring, unless it's concrete, is very important because even if it's carpet, you can keep it wet. And so a scenario like that's a good scenario. So your teenager's room's always stinky because they, they play sports, right? Well, that smell can be masking a musty or moldy odor. Mm-hmm. If they're doing it all the time, you consistently and constantly have high humidity, even in that area. It might not be in the room itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's the area. Just in one little spot, you know, that teenager in a few years can move off to college and and now it's a spare bedroom and all of a sudden you smell mold in there and you're like well hold on what what is this could be a a mold in that's underneath you know yeah the flooring exactly so you know it's it's little habits that like you said if you if you nip it in the bud and say hey (laughs) to johnny when when he's five you know if you nip it in the bud at five like pay attention to what you're doing in the bathroom when you're showering. Hopefully by the time he's 18 and moves out of the house, he's still paying attention to it. Correct. Yep. So I know, I know for me, it sounds simple, but you know, this is what I deal with every day. Well, and I think just people have to keep in mind, you have to really assess where your weaknesses in terms of mold are in your home. If you have a you know, some of the townhomes have the washer and dryer in a closet in a hallway. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever seen that. Like, depending, where is your washer and dryer? Is that room proper, properly ventilated? Do you close the the closet doors to it all the time? You know what I mean? Like, there's lots of things that people don't think lead to mold that do. Yeah, and so, you know, it kind of brings up something, a, a good thing to bring up to our listeners. Mold, for the most part, obviously there's other things that mold needs, but for the most part, three major things that mold needs to be viable, you know, flourishing, reproducing, getting bigger in area. It needs the mold spore itself, which is naturally present. So we don't ever focus on trying to get rid of the mold spores. Uh, the second thing it needs is a food source, which is cellulose materials. That would be sheetrock, insulation, wood, carpet, pad, things like that. Things that are obviously not cellulose would be stuff like concrete. You know, mold can try to grow on concrete, but it can't remain viable. It can't expand. It can't get any larger because it doesn't have a food source. Now, if it's humid in there, it's going to find something else to feed on. Um, So for our listeners, don't just assume, well, it's concrete. Nothing can happen. Don't just assume that. It'll find a food source. And then the third thing it needs, which is the most in my opinion, the most common thing that happens, which is humidity over 60%. So it needs moisture. If it's dry in there, it can't. It can't become viable. But once that that humidity hits 60%, it becomes viable. And it only has to be 60% for 24 to 48 hours. Consistently, it has to be that high. If it's that high for that amount of time, you can have mold that's growing. 100%. And and I think people don't think of all the situations in which that recipe could be going on. You have a two-year-old who every time they're in their car seat when you drive, they take their sippy cup and they 
toss it over and they shake it because they like to see the water come out in the water or the juice is going in the car seat and you don't think anything of it because you're like, well, at least they're occupied. Right. But if you live in Florida and you're, you close your car and you, the car is outside all day, it's not in an air conditioned space. And that car seat with all the juice from the turning over the sippy cup, boom, two days. Yeah. Two days is not a long time for the humidity in Florida with a car that's outside. Exactly. To create a problem. Yeah. And, and it's a fairly tight, controlled space, the inside of a vehicle. And so, yeah, every time you get in your vehicle, you're exposing yourself to mold. So that's a, that's a good scenario to bring up. It's just people don't think about it. And, yes, mold can grow in your car. And that's not fun to deal with. No. And that's why it's the gift that keeps giving. Because if you're not vigilant about habits of everybody in the household, if you're not vigilantly monitoring you things like humidity, if you're not looking constantly for what's changing when, then it will be the gift that keeps giving. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, for for our listeners, that's my call to action is do not ignore those small habits that somebody's doing, yourself is doing, people in your home, or whether it's a habit or just a defect, maybe it's improper grading and drainage. Don't ignore that until it gets big. Because if you ignore that, you're going to have mitigation costs, which are not cheap, plus your health. And as I always say, what is your health worth? You have doctor's bills, missed time from work, things like that. So when it's a small problem, tackle it. When it's not that hard to deal with versus waiting till it's a major problem. Absolutely. And so we have, uh, maybe you can explain to the listeners I created. You had me create it a few months ago. We finally did make it live so that the listeners, I don't have to give them a link anymore. Exactly. So there is a digital product. It's like a digital course and it's Mold 101. And if you want to learn the kinds of things we're talking about, but on a deeper level, you'll definitely want to check out the Mold 101 digital bundle. You can find it on cnccontractorservices.com. So if you just go up there, you'll see the digital products bundle area, and then you'll be able to learn more about Mold 101. And it's just a tab they'll click on on the yes. site, correct? Yep. Okay, perfect. So yeah, make sure you go purchase the Mold 101 bundle. Today was episode 238. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you go to our website at cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for the mold investigation checklist. Again, go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free mold investigation checklist today. You can also on cnccontractorservices.com find out more about Steve's courses and books and consultations. Once again, go to cnccontractorservices.com.